Grace, peace, and mercy from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When I first got to Grace in 05, there was something I noticed we did every January. Come January, at the turn of the calendar, we had our stewardship lessons. We would gather in the gym with our elders and our elder families at small tables. We would go over again what that looks like to manage our time, talents, and treasures. Now, those of you that remember back to those days, I don't know how you felt about getting together again in the small groups with your elder families and with your elders. And, and there are times where all of a sudden it's January. It's time to look at it, right? Taxes tell us how did we do with our talents, or excuse me, with our treasures. But looking again, how are we serving the Lord? What did we do this last year, whether it was Sunday school superintendent, whether it was altar guild, whether it was ushers, whether it was reading, whether it was counting. There are so many different areas that were needed and we would get together and look at it and be very deliberate. Somewhere along the way, we had stopped doing that and hoping that it wasn't just a one time a year thought that it would certainly come through every week every month that we're constantly looking at are we serving the lord the best way we know how this being week four of our stewardship hopefully we've gotten back a little bit of just that understanding of making it in our face personal and we've read the scriptures the Bible has so much to say about the stewardship, yet the word itself can have so many different meanings and elicit different feelings based on your family or your upbringing. I want to spend this final week in the stewardship sermon series focusing on the strengths, weaknesses, and challenges for the future, for Grace Lutheran Church, and for us individually. So first I want to review the first three weeks. I wasn't sure, you know, how in-depth I should get. And I met some new people today, uh, Donald, Pam, uh, Tony. And I thought, it's good to review. Good to review. And I want to take you back to week one, all right? Stewardship of the Old Testament. I got into Proverbs 3 a little bit with you guys. The idea was that we should trust and fear in the Lord, right? Many of the leaders of the Old Testament, we talked about four of the guys had personal covenants with the Lord, and yet... There was the good and the bad. There were the things they did well. There were the moments they certainly were not following what the Lord had called them to do. David on the roof, right? We certainly talked about handling these ups and downs and how the Lord still continued to use them in spite of some of their sinfulness. Thank goodness, sinner saint, right? I'm glad he can use us. Week two, stewardship of the New Testament. Pastor Jeff was talking about Paul and the churches who had so little to give, but they still wanted to give, right? And he talked about starting by giving yourself first. This is what hit me that week. Before we worry about anything else, are we willing to make this personal gift of ourselves to the Lord? Just as we talked about the baby Jesus being brought to the temple at the beginning to be consecrated, right? What about us? Are we still giving of ourselves? And that stewardship is overflowing from God's 
grace. Everything we have is his. And it is through this attitude of giving. How much are we willing to use our time, our talents, and our treasures? And certainly stewardship of the present day last week. Uh, I listened to it on the way back from Rock the Universe with the youth. You know, kept me awake, so it must have been a good sermon because I was tired. But it was this idea, again, the good life, right? Pastor Jeff talked about this good life we all desire for ourselves, to have the good house, the good toys, the good car, the good savings. But what does all that mean? What does it mean about me and mine versus what the Lord has given us? The idea of giving from the heart. It's certainly a challenge for sure, right? God loves a joyful giver, but I did not learn to give when I was little from a joyful part. I learned to give because my mom pointed out when I gave, I had money. And it worked, I don't know. But it was that purpose, building that natural response, making it something that I did, and it growing from the heart, allowing God to work through us, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us. So, getting into today's reading, right? We know Jesus came, he died, he rose again, he defeated sin, death, and the devil. He came back to come to the apostles to, to say, Peter, feed my sheep, and he left them. So that's where we get to today, Peter and the way. Jesus has come and preached and done the hard work and said, here you go, the Holy Spirit's upon you, go share me. Go tell everybody about what happened. And that's where Acts is such a wonderful book about how our church began from the beginning. From those 11 scared apostles in the room where it talks about the way they continued from 120 to thousands and over. How did they do it? And I uh, saw a parallel, I think. This is what I want to share with you today. You might think I'm crazy. Where does Grace Lutheran Church right now parallel the way the way started? The way the apostles started the church. I want to start looking at verses, uh, verse 45, right? Um, it actually says, And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Now, I, I stayed away from chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira, because... That's scary, the fact they sold their plot of land but withheld some and they died. And I thought, that's not, the, that's not the message we want. But certainly we know that's exactly what most of the people were doing. They were selling what they had. They were putting it in a pot and they were making sure everybody was taken care of. I see that in grace. We're going to come back to that. I see the willingness to provide for all. And as far as receiving their food, in, in verse 46, it says, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Well, that's one of the things I think Grace does well. We like to eat together, don't we? Just this morning, I got a hug from Miss Linda, and she says, You going to come eat with us again? What are you up to? Every three weeks, I think you guys go out together? Once a month. Breaking bread. We do it Wednesday nights. Certainly when we have our, our goodies just at Bible class. Certainly when we have our quarterly potlucks. But I think you all know it's more than that. 
It's that ability that when they all come together, if any were in need, they were taken care of. I don't know how many years we've been doing the bread ministry from Publix, but, you know, Publix, they have to have so much on hand, and thank goodness they don't just throw it out. We're able to go get it and find ways to use it, and you put that money in, and we're able to help so many people with it. That's what we see here in verse 46. And in verse 47, uh, I'll read that one also. Uh, Praising God and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. I think there's a lot to be said by meeting somebody's physical needs and bringing them to know Jesus. If you see somebody on the street struggling, giving them a sandwich before trying to open your Bible might be exactly what the Lord is saying here, isn't it? Help them with their physical needs before you try to help them with their spiritual needs. Let them see Jesus in the way Jesus acted. Jesus helped first. He loved, he fed, he clothed, he took care of their needs. And then he told them about himself. He told them about his Father in heaven. He told them about what it means to be the bread of life. So that's why I want to spend most of today. Grace, Lutheran, and the way. Where I think we certainly go hand in hand. And I want to start with the positive here. Grace is a generous place. You've all seen it over and over. When Pastor Jeff has somebody come in and say, uh, we need some horses. How many horses did we get? Four? Three? I go back to where Pastor Rick said the, the evangelists and, the, and the, they need camels. We can help them with camels. They can carry stuff. They can have milk. They can provide. How many camels did we end up buying, Pastor Rick? 20. 20. That was fun. Camels. When we have a need, we certainly provide. When there's something that needs to be done. When I text four guys, hey, Somebody can't make the bread run today. Who wants to go out to Ponte Vedra at 10 o'clock at night, pick up bread and bring it back? They answer. When we have somebody not show up to Acolyte, they answer. We serve. We give. It's a generous place. Not just with the giving, but certainly with the time and the talents. I don't know how many times we've worried about filling up that soup and sandwich sheet on uh, Advent or Lent, and yet I don't think we've run out in a long time, usually because Bruce will go get a couple pizzas. But we always have enough food, right? Just like the bread and fish. Always have enough food. We're a generous place. And you personally can look at the different ways and probably see the ways in which the Lord has used you in different ways to provide for the ministry here for Grace, to provide for the people who are in need. And, and another positive, grace is full of servants. You're full of servants. The different people, God bless you, they're different people who are able to step up and help. Whether it's with youth, whether it's with altar guild, whether it's with cleanup, whether it's with a funeral. Recently, a funeral, we... we Man, we had more food we could have ate four times that day. One of our staff members, wife, passed away, and it was amazing. The people that stepped up. It's amazing how food is such an easy way to say, I love you. We're full of generous servants. The church council, the school board, the elders, 
the trustees. Things that nobody notices unless something doesn't get done, right? But they're servants. They give of their time. They give of their talents. So here's my challenge for you as we get into this final week of the stewardship. You've heard all those things. You've seen what we have done. My challenge for you is this. Don't wait to be asked. I'd like to think my percentage of asking people to help is pretty high. Usually when I come to ask, somebody will either say yes or they'll point me to somebody who will because they feel guilty they can't do it, right? When we have a need, it is usually filled. But what is it you have a passion to do and serve? Where is it you see, you know, it's nice you asked me to do that, but I'd really rather do this. Tell us. When it comes to giving, rather than waiting for us to say we need horses, where do you see a need? How do you want to help? We started putting up a fence and somebody came and said, I want the rest of it done. Here's some more money. Let's do it. That's wonderful. Where is that forward, I want to bless, I want to go forward? I'm challenging you all to take a personal look as we get into this 2023. Are you using your gifts to serve the Lord the way you feel he has blessed you with? Are you finding ways to serve? I've got a list together. I'm going to need help with junior youth, senior youth. We've already hit up the elders for more visits. And i got a list of people I'm going to come contact. But if those are things that you have a passion for, if you see a way to serve, so important. And it's personal. Welcome to week four. This is personal. This is each one of you taking time, going through this, and looking at yourselves and saying, Lord, am I doing what you've called me to do? Or how do you want me to serve? We love every single one of you, and we appreciate everything you do. And we love that you're willing to answer the call. Now start praying about it. Are you doing everything you can be doing or want to be doing? Isn't it always fun to do what you actually want to do, to serve in the different ways you want to serve? Take some time. Pray about it. Come talk to us if you want. Talk to some elders. See different ways. And let's make 2023 that moment where we see continued changes because everybody is using their gifts, using their time, talents, and treasures the way God has called them to. To God be the glory. Oh, I should probably finish this last paragraph. God has blessed us, and we in turn love him and want to bless him. What a blessing it is that he has created us and equipped us so differently that together, as the body of Christ, we can meet all our needs and increase this flock. Amen? Amen. Amen.